Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 29th of June in the year 2022, Wednesday, week prior to the 4th of July holiday, you know. So, as I've disclosed, we're heading out on vacation next week, trying to get all of our ducks in the line, trying to finish my work week, trying to wrap some things up, handle some stuff at home. Everybody's excited. We're going to go out to Michigan and see some family for uh, for a week. We're going to relax and live that lake life, watching bobbers freaking bob up and down. Hold on a second. Catch the friggin' Lake Makatawa, Mac Daddy. Catch that lunker, the biggest catfish, or whatever it is. I saw I saw something in the news that there was the biggest fish ever caught recently. I don't know where it was, maybe Indonesia or something. It's a stingray, freshwater stingray. It's like 260 pounds or something. So, talk shit about catching that Lake Mac, Mac the Mac Daddy, I call him. Lake Makatawa is about two two uh, miles wide at its widest point by, I mean, it can't even be that. Let's say it's two miles wide by six miles long. It's the end of the Black River, I think. Makatawa means Black River in indigenous. But we do all kinds of water sports, fishing, hanging out, just kind of undulating to that frequency of the lake, of this cute little lake town. I think it's very special, you know, people say, oh, where are you going? Oh, Michigan. Oh, what's there? I'll tell you what's there, motherfucker. Maybe I won't tell you, because maybe then you go there, and it'd be less good time for me. I don't know. I doubt it, but I want to walk around. I want to see the sights. I want to have some good meals. I want to rejoice with my family, kind of lick our wounds, and just be thankful for all that we have, and just kind of take a a well-needed load off. We have a lot of fun during the wet, you know, during the year, whenever it is, you know, holidays, weekends, get-togethers with family, you know, we're always talking about the good shit we do, so my life is pretty good. I'm thankful for all that I have. I'm very gracious, full of gratitude, but I need a concentrated time off, and July is going to be that for me. We're going to take a couple weeks. So, uh, so I'm excited, but there's a frenzy of activity. You can tell prior to the the holiday here, um, there's a lot of shit going on, a lot of energy for everybody. You know, people are trying to square away their good time. I see folks driving around the community with bikes and shit on top of their car. The energy that folks are coming into healthy balance with is over the top. I mean, the things that... The the conversations that I had today are so varied and zany. I don't even know, as I've said many times before, and I mean this respectfully, I should be a fucking therapist. The things that people come at me with and the stories that they tell, I'll share one in a moment here. First, I'm going to punctuate it by just making a basic statement about the state of the world right now. 
I have so much to tell you guys, but I'm, I'm going to try to keep it brief because I'm hungry. I want to go home and see my kids. My wife is at the damn Backstreet Boys uh, slash In Vogue slash Bell Biv DeVoe, whoever. There's like an all-star cast 90s boy band, girl band. Maybe Salt and Pepper will be there down there in Citizens Bank Park or whatever. And her and her cousin are there. They got seats that are like right by the stage. Oh, good for them. Hope they're having a great time. I'd rather be fucking... I'd rather eat my own butthole than to do something like that. But I hope she has a great time. Um, Alright, let's talk about this. So, I've been thinking about this. As 4th of July comes around, Independence Day, you know, a time of celebration, people wearing friggin', you know, red, white, and blue swim trunks and Uncle Sam hats and, you know, packing up their cars and they're just desperation vacation, you know, they want to get away, go to their special place, find that frequency where they can just enjoy just to relax or excitement, whatever they're after. Everybody is so desperate to get that. And everybody is so crazy and frazzled from these times in which we live with the inflation and the COVID cooties. A couple people contacted me today. Either they were recently exposed or they got it. I made They made an appointment yesterday. Now they cancel because, you know, somebody in the family got it. It's like, it's on the lurk. So that's like adds a, uh, another piece to the chessboard where it's like, holy shit, you know, God forbid somebody can track the COVID cooties either before you go on vacation or once you're down there or whatever, you want to make it get anybody sick, but then I thought COVID was kind of a lesser concern, we had it, you know, so back in April, so are we immune, I see that 90 days after you can, you've had it, you don't have to be testing yourself because you have immunity. It's it's just it's quite the ball of wax, man. There's all kinds of elements to just these times in which we live. That lady strutting her stuff there. Stepping it out. Tight ass shorts and her fanny pack. Um, got my bogey boy in the back seat. He had a field trip today, hanging out with Uncle with Aunt Pat. She um taken him for the day and and had many adventures and uh, got a positive report that he's having a time of his life and everybody seems to be really enjoying enjoying that experience so so that makes me feel good because Bogey's going to be well taken care of by a good friend while we are away and um, that's very important because Bogey's a big part of the family so we'll miss him. Well, we're glad that he's going to be having a great time. You had a good time with Pat? Oh, yeah. Very comfortable with one another, so. Um, so that makes me feel good. Thanks, Pat. You're the best. So, all right, let me say this there. So, Fourth of July, Independence Day, a time of celebration of our nation, our separating from the monarch monarchical Great Britain, you know, the king, all that shit. You know, we, want a, we want a new place to live. We want to 
you know, we're going to go across the sea to the new world, and we're, there's opportunity there, and you can, you know, start farming, and you can, you know, hunt and fish and trap, and everything is pristine, and there are indigenous there, but we'll kill them and take their shit, don't worry about it, and it was like this, this, um, very romantic story that we have about our nation, which is a great nation. I love it. I, I, I signed my life away to serve it, and it's one of the most proud, I'm more proud of that than, than almost anything that I've ever done in my life. I mean, I love and cherish my service, and I'm, I feel like I did it for all the right reasons. I did it to try to be a hero, like an American hero, like a personification of American hero. To be one of the good guys. That was my goal. And I'll be damned if I did it and lived to tell about it. But you know that I've had... I'm an atypical veteran, you know. I I will tell you that... um, One of the reasons why I got out is because I didn't like the notion that I could be... That service could be squandered. That said it could be... We could be taken advantage of, and that we could be purposed in an inappropriate way to fight an unjust war or to basically not be the hero. And there's some examples of of how we did that, even though we might have meant well. We are being pushed around on a chessboard, you know, pawns, and that's part of serving and something you accept and don't think much of. You just basically think about surviving and taking care of your buddies, your squad, your fire team, your platoon, your battalion, like to be part of that unit and protect each other's lives, right? So with the holiday here, on the cusp of this holiday, I feel like, why do I feel as though more than ever... America is in a sketchy place. I mean, of course, we, we had COVID. COVID cooties came through that rocked everyone's world, put us back on our heels, in a defensive posture. Nobody's trusting one another. Um, you know, we had to stop working, stop going to school. It was very disruptive, terrible. A disruption like our country and our world has never seen. There's people that thought it was nonsense, and there's people that died that thought it was nonsense, and there's a lot of people that have mild cases, thankfully, like us. And we seem to be coming out of it, or at the very least adapting to it, three years later. And we got inflation. That's, you know, part in the you know, potential recession, or worse. Likely as a result from all the, you know, the defensive posture we've been in, and the impact of all those people out of work and all that stuff, we're going to pay for that somehow. What else we got? Now we got, you know, the January 6th thing where, you know, Trump felt as though falsely with against the advice of his his freaking attorney general and his closest advisors with any integrity. Basically, he 
made the accusation that the presidency was going to be stolen from him. So he launched a coup. And given recent testimony, it's possible that he actually was happy about people bearing arms down at the Capitol and standing up for him. Said something like, they're not there for me. We didn't give a fuck. They're there to get the bad guys, and the bad guys are trying to steal this from us. This whole fantasy, which is false. Evidence that I've seen, very, very false. Is cyber, cyber security czar, the guy who's in charge of making sure the election is safe and fair, he says that was bullshit. That was the safest election, fairest, most supervised election ever thus far. Now he was running that show. Maybe he feels maybe he, maybe guilty by association, right? I don't know. He made that claim and then was fired. The eternal, uh, Attorney General William Barr pointed out that those accusations, accusations was bullshit. There was no evidence of widespread fraud. It was his job to make sure that everything was legal. And he says it was bullshit. Because he didn't want to go down on the sinking ship. Other people like Giuliani and this, uh, whoever the fuck, the, the guy, Meadow, Mark Meadows, his uh, secretary basically sounds like his assistant, pulling the bullshit flag on what he's been saying that none of this stuff happened. Anyway, so whole January 6th thing happens, the uh, riot on the Capitol, the insurrection, you know, people died, um, the American experiment with democracy suffered a major blow, potentially mortal wound. You know, if people actually think like that or are willing to behave like that. Consider that, you know, match that up with, again, our historic separation from the monarchy and are establishing our new opportunity, our new lives in the new world. We could we could exercise freedom of religion and, and, and worship how we see fit. Okay. I don't think that was really the size of it. I think people wanted stuff. They wanted a better life, land. You know, there's nothing being, nothing wrong with that. You want land, you want opportunity, you want to take advantage of the natural resources that are abundant instead of living in Europe, you know, which was everything was close. They had already inhabited that, cut down most of the trees. That started in a new world, start over. So people came over looking for treasure, looking for opportunity, looking for a better place, a better way to raise their family. They come over here for, you know, however long, a couple generations, they're functioning over here, they got some stuff, and then they he said, wait a second, we don't like fucking pay taxes. These people, we want to get away. It's my short, you know, perhaps misunderstood history lesson. But, you know, this is the way the cookie crumbled. So people of January 6th were fantasizing that that was what was going on now, that we need to, there's tyranny afoot, and, we, and we're not going to let anybody steal an election. You know, we need to keep this guy in power. He actually wanted fair and square. No evidence of that. Okay. Like, the math doesn't reflect that. So all these things, COVID cooties, friggin' January 6th, 
potential, you know, we're on the cusp of recession, people at each other's throats, we're in a, 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 a you know, fact-resistant era where people don't know what they don't know. We've got algorithms that are, you know, people are turning to, as I mentioned before, you're a Democrat, I'm a Republican, we're getting fed basically more of the stuff that we like on social media, which is the news now. And we've got 24-hour news cycles that populate our feeds with the things that we enjoy, which for some people, for a lot of people, it's their choice of politics, their choice of drama. It gives you more of the same. So we are polarized against one another. Now we've got Ro- overturning of Roe versus Wade. People are fucking losing their shit. Women are feeling disrespected as though they're losing their rights. Maybe they're correct on that. I just spoke with someone today about that and how complex it is. A woman, mind you. About how, yes, we don't want to be using abortion as um, contraception. It should be a last resort. It should be a medical procedure that has criteria that will justify it. It can't be just, hey, I'm, I'm pregnant. There are some circumstances that genuinely justify abortion. High-risk pregnancies, danger to the mother or the fetus, evidence of, you know, major genetic abnormality that would result, could result in a terrible life, quality of life, um, unsustainable situation for the child and the mother, not necessarily in that order, rape, um, incest, whatever. Legit criteria. And then there's those who, you know, they just choose to terminate a pregnancy. Can they do that? How about, you know, is there a difference between the surgical intervention of abortion? Uh, early term versus late term, which would be terrible. Yes, it's a person at that point, you know? We have to, we have, to have some sort of criteria by which we establish, hey, you know, is this a procedure that we that is justified, you know, that is medically necessary. Everything else is, you know, is medically necessary. So if it's medically necessary, approve the abortion. Do the procedure. Save the life. If it's some casual thing where a woman just gets, quote-unquote, knocked up, as they used to say in, in the movies, or in trouble, you know, or she should have kept her legs shut, if it's one of those things where... You know, that's, that's, that's the point, I'm, I'm not saying that's not my point of view at all, but some people, that's what they believe, that's how they think, that it's the woman's fault. She's saddled with it, ultimately, right? Because she's got a growing human inside of her. And so, I can understand why a woman would want control, sovereignty over her body want to say and that the government shouldn't impose that. It is peculiar how the government, people are always complaining about how the government should not have the prerogative. We want the government out of our lives. Well, here's an example where we're asking the government to intervene. Some people are saying, well, yeah, because abortion should be illegal. Whatever. Biblical reasons for moral reasons. I mean, there's It's obviously a procedure that is medically necessary in different circumstances. It should be the the 
mother's prerogative in general. You can't make somebody carry a, pre- uh, a child to term. We're going to do that. We're going to force somebody to, to uh, carry a child to term. And what if they don't want to do that? They're going to find a way to terminate the pregnancy, whether it's pharmaceutically or surgically or, you know, covertly. There's going to be um, a means to provide this service. It's going to happen. So you want people to do it on the down low, covertly, and, you know, potentially die and have complications and then go ahead and do this. You want to be up, you want to be, you know, find the middle ground on this and, and see the way that and I'm talking about it. And I had a discussion with this other woman. Um, I think that's the most reasonable way to be. Anyway, TMI. But I think my point is that there's there are two sides and then there's the truth. The truth typically lies in the middle. You know? And everybody likes the fringes. Everybody likes to be sold on the notion of jumping on one side. And it's it's things are not that simple. I was talking to the guy today, he's been in the media, he's been, you know, worked in radio and, and advertising and he was talking to me about multi he goes, you know anything about multi level marketing? I said, yeah. You know, I've you know people trying to sell me different things, you know, whatever product or service and whatever it is. LuLaRoe, Arbonne International, some supplement shit. I've, I've dealt with all that stuff. I had, you know, back in the day, I got involved in this fish oil company early, and they were trying to get all the doctors to sell the stuff to their patients, and they're going to make all kinds of money, and you should be selling $1,000 a month of fish oil. And You know, I've, I've seen it. I've, I've been exposed to it. I've had people look at me with, with, like, dollar signs in their eyes, wanting me to get on board and endorse something or or buy a shitload of product to sell and just so they could get whatever. I mean, it's obviously it's a thing. We're all, we're all familiar with multi-level marketing. Most people frown upon it unless somebody sells them on it and all of a sudden, again, they're like the fucking dollar signs in their eyes, wide-eyed, like, hey, I might be able to do this. I actually know a lot of people. Let me tell all of my friends and family that they should do something like this. I remember back in the day... I knew a professional football player, my hometown hero, and his, um, it was one of these things where, you know, you joined this thing, it was like a new phone company, uh, maybe it was even like early cell phone stuff, hey, if you get involved in this, join this cell phone network, um, yeah, then you can get in early, and you, all you need to get is this, and the guy wanted to try to convince me, now, a professional football player, which doesn't mean he's a genius, but also went to Princeton, that I should get all my my entire Marine buddies, my entire unit to join this program, and his mom was going to make like, you know, she she got in early, so she's going to make a lot of money and a lot of influence and all this shit. It was like, it never amounted to shit, you know, and obviously she's not doing that now, he's not doing that now, and looking back, it's like ridiculous, right? Anyway, people get that. He was making the point that people get like that with ideas. It's like you have a friend. He was telling me a story about a friend in college where they came back from break or whatever, and the guy was like, "Hey, you guys want to join this thing? I got this thing, this opportunity." And and they're they're friends, but the guy is trying to this guy who you know they drank beers together and they you know go to class together and they know and love and respect each other, and this guy's like 
trying to sell them on this idea, this company or whatever, whatever it is. And he's like, come on, man. I don't know if you have the heart to tell a guy, but basically making the case for, like, you don't, you, you're really going to try this shit on me? You're going to hit me with this bullshit? Let me let Bogey get some, get some air. You're really going to try to sell us on this bullshit? And so his point was, he runs, so he runs across people all the time that are like this with their ideas, their politics. Um, they're so fiery. When he works in an audience, um, does some comedy club stuff. When he works in an audience, he you know sees people with T-shirts on. Maybe he'll say, "Let's go, Brandon," or um, whatever. I voted. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. Or it could be something on the other political side. You know, he, 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 you know, draws attention to it. He'll use it in his act. Let's say, hey, what's going on? What's that shirt say? And then people will get all riled up and they'll be like, yeah, that's what, how we feel. And it's campiness. It's like cult shit. People like, they, they, they latch onto an idea and it's sexy to them or they think that they're, they're, they're passionate about it. And they just, like, they don't really give much thought to the facts. As I've said before, it's like the race to the bottom of the brainstem. You are, like, seduced into feeling a certain way. And that way is very, very strong about a topic. Like, you're, because you're turning, it's, it's evidence. Like, they're fucking under the spell. People are under the spell of whatever. Of things, of of the way of their emotions. I mean, aren't they? Are you as a listener, are you one way? Like you, I mean, I'm certainly, we're all biased to a degree. You know, we all have our preferences. I tend to be more of a, I think I'm a liberal, like middle of the road guy. But I, I'm very social I'm a social, socially liberal. I'm fiscally conservative. I mean, like, try like the best of both worlds. I think that that's, uh, that's my taste. I say nothing to the extreme. I think if you listen to my discussions on here in this podcast, you'd agree. You might, you might suspect that I'm Democrat. I do typically vote Democrat. I think Trump's a fucking buffoon. I just, I don't like his character. I don't buy. I'm not seduced. I'm not seduced by Biden either. But I think that, you know, it's less obvious that he's a scumbag. You know, Trump didn't even, you know, he went like, you know, out of his way to demonstrate that it was, he was going to do what he's going to do. And somebody didn't agree with him. He was going to make fun of them or cut them down. And that's always been his strategy. You, know, you win at all costs, but you gotta win. Just like Mike's my, my feelings and on my service, you have to do justice. You have to be. I don't want to win just to win. I want to be on this on the the right side. 
I want to be a hero. I want to be on the side of good. It's it's difficult to, to find yourself there all the time, but I think it's a good ambition. It's a sound ambition. It's a it's a positive thing to not be a fucking scumbag. And to me, Trump is like the ugly American. You know, he's just fucking angry and vile and inappropriate and he's all the things you might expect of your buddy at the bar but not the leader of the free world like it's not a good thing that the leader of the free world's a big mouth asshole it's not going to get us to to where we want it's not it's not you need to use discretion discretion you need to be professional you need to be tactful you need to reach out to everybody it's like he just abandoned you know the notion of 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 an olive branch to people who thought differently, and I think that's that's a bad. That's all that's wrong with the, with the country and the world. Um. So it's just my buddy is ranting in my face, kind of like I'm ranting in your face right now. He's ranting and saying, "Tell me this whole thing about all you know the people that he deals with in the audience and the way the way folks are and his friends and you know this guy feels this way." And he's like, "Look, I'm conservative." conservatively minded but you know these guys are fucking out of control you know people my friends they just eat they, they start going on and on about their um, whatever they're feeling passionate about Hunter Biden or you know Lazy I Joe or whatever the fuck they're complaining about the current administration or whatever, and they're like pro-Trumpers, he's like, I can't, he basically saying, I can't believe that people are, are seduced by this, like that they're on board, they say, like, just like, you know, the Branch Davidians, like, you've been fooled into completely agreeing with what everything this person says, that's not a good thing, I'm perplexed by that. I've always been perplexed by that, like in terms of, think about religion. You know, I'm not a fan of religion. I, I think belief is a great thing. My father told me a long time ago, Aaron, if you want to believe in yourself, start, if you want to believe in something, start with yourself. You know, not in an in a arrogant way, but, you know, have confidence in your own abilities, what you can produce, the good that you can do in this world. He didn't say that, I said that, but that's, uh, that makes sense to me. But the whole belief, like preaching and posturing and, um, you know, like devoting yourself to some whisper down the lane story, you know, conjured up by nomads thousands of years ago and, and, and beyond, when we didn't know more, we didn't know about the world. We didn't know what side was fucking up. We thought the sun was, you know, revolved around the earth. We thought we were the center of everything. We're not. But we act like that, you know? So it's quite the ball of wax. It's very... 
it's a it's a crazy time in in the world and in this country, and I'm concerned. I, I am con- concerned more than I've ever been, and less confident than I've ever been in the sanctity of this nation, in the soundness of our leadership, and I'm unsure about the American people, many of whom are are wonderful human beings and are doing their best, and we can't expect, we're all flawed, none of us are perfect, none of us have it all figured out, but I feel like we're kind of a nation divided and confused. This is what I feel. This is what I see. I don't think I don't see a lot of critical thinking out there. Now I do. I do. Uh, it's it's crazy because when I look at the big picture, that's what I see. But there's a lot of people that I deal with on a regular basis that they give me hope. They're fine human beings, good folks, family folks, hard workers. Do anything to help you. care. I just think we need a lot more of that. We need to make that go viral. Bring the human element back. You know, despite all these obstacles. That's the thing, though. When you have all these distractions, you might want to do good. But as I've said many times, Mike Tyson coined the phrase, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's true. We've been punched in the face in a variety of ways. Economically, public health-wise, politically. we got a lot of fucking problems there, and then all of us want to do, myself included, we just want to hide it, we want to numb the pain, we want to go away on vacation and hope when things come back. You know, just, just grab some sort of normalcy, some sort of positivity, some sort of love a little bit of a respite from all this negativity. And we want to recharge so that we can be better and that we can be part of the solution. And so that's what I'm going to do. And with that, I pull into my my driveway. And I'm fucking tired. Bogey's ready to get in the house and see his family. We'll talk more about this tomorrow, but I want to get that out. I want to wish everybody a, uh, if I don't talk to you until then, for a while. I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. I want everybody to really consider the history behind it, what it means. And I, I want to end with this. I've said this before. I feel like we get complacent. I feel like we are resting on the laurels and riding on the shoulders of the people who made this country great. And it is a great country. Whether it's a military victory or an economic um, success or um, all the, there's many, many win, big-time wins. And I'm thankful for all of them. I think that we can do it all again and again and again. But we can't just talk about, you know... Um, greatest generation and 
victory against the clear villains of World War II. Uh, we can't just talk about the Industrial Revolution and, and all our forefathers and mothers, you know, who, um, you know, Henry Ford and Thomas Edison and, you know, all that shit. We need to be those people now. Right, Bogey? We need to be playmakers in our country now, and the most important thing we can all do as a contribution is to take care of one another, to be empathetic, to be a better neighbor, and to give a shit, and to try to embody the things that America really stands for. Ask yourself, what are those things? What do you love about America? I will do the same. <laughs>